Thanks for listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. If you're in the Orlando area, we hope you're able to join us for one of our services. Please check out faithassembly.org for more information or follow us on social media at faithORL. We hope this message will be an inspiration to help you find all that God has for your life. Enjoy the message. I do want to read from uh, the book of Luke chapter 2. I, I, won't be, I won't be long in my comments today. I understand the assignment. I understand uh, the dynamic of what's going on. We've got, uh, I'm sure, things to get to, and we've got the, all the kids in here. But I do want to share a couple thoughts on the importance of today. So Luke chapter 2, if you have a copy of God's Word, you can get it out, but it'll be on the screen behind us. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 8. I'm going to read from there in just a moment. And as a thank you for coming uh, in person today, in service, um, we do have a gift for everybody as you head out. Uh, it should be on all the exits, but uh, little baskets with these gifts, a little, little faith assembly keychain as a uh, kind of conversation started. Somebody's going to see that and say, you go to that church? And you're going to say, yes, you should come with me this coming Sunday and invite somebody with you, but we have one of these for everybody that's in attendance today after service. That's for all the boys and girls that listen well anyway. Amen. All right. All right. Luke chapter 2 verse 8 says this, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. Let me pause right there and just say this. There have been a lot of different um, commentaries and commentators who have talked about like why the shepherds? Why are they included in this amazing historic narrative of a savior being born on the earth, God in human form? Like why are the shepherds a part of this? And I've, I've, I've read some commentators say it this way, it's because um, the shepherds represent the common man. They represent the everyday person. It's not just for uh, nobility or royalty or for some certain hierarchy of person, or, but, but, but a Savior was born unto everybody and that they would represent that. And so that would be true for everybody under the sound of my voice that Jesus was born to save you. It's, it's for everybody. Uh, another thought on that as to why maybe the shepherds is because there they were at night, keeping watch over a flock. It was quiet, it was still, and nothing was gonna distract them away from this message. That, that maybe they lived a life in a, in a sense where they could hear this message from an angel. They could receive the importance of this. And maybe in a day and age where Christmas can get so busy, it's good for us to think about that from time to time. Maybe it's good for us to step back and just listen to the voice of God in our lives. And if you've not made a habit of that, maybe at the start of the year, uh, that can be a, a practice. You can join us in this 21 days of fasting and prayer. That's what that's about. It's about saying no to some of the other things in life, to say yes, to um, focus on our spiritual life, focus on the voice of God in our life. Uh, so that's what was going on with them. Verse nine, it says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. A lot of times we think about an angel showing up and how awesome that would be. Most of the time in the Bible, when an angel would show up, it was a frightening moment. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. And then verse 11, what this angel says, without the truth of verse 11, historic Christianity vanishes. 
There's so much truth in verse 11. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Verse 11 answers so many questions. To whom is this Savior provided? To you. I just need somebody to hear that today. To whom was this Savior provided? It was provided to you. How? He was born into this world. 100% God, but yet 100% man at the same time. A communion of those properties. Who, what was born? Christ, the Lord, the Savior. Where? In the city of David. Goes on in uh, verse 12. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, and I love this part, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened. Let me point out one part about that phrase. Let us go see this thing, not that if it has happened. They've just received word that a savior has been born and they don't look at each other and go, should we go see if this is true? They go, let's go see this thing that has happened. There was a belief there. Everybody just say that, belief. See, belief gets talked about at Christmas time, but most of the time it's, you've got to believe in Santa. As a matter of fact, I get all my Christmas movies mixed up, but I know there was at least one or two movies where belief in Santa kind of powered Santa, like, or his sleigh couldn't move until everyone in the town believed in Santa and then the sleigh could move. Let me just tell you, the importance of belief at Christmas time is not belief in Santa. The importance at Christmas time is belief on Jesus Christ, on everything that Jesus Christ brought to this earth. That's when belief would kick in. And so I love that these shepherds heard this message and believed on it. And if you've not yet believed on this message of Christmas, that God sent his son, born of a virgin, miraculous birth, lived a spotless life and died a sacrificial death so that you could have reconciliation with God. That's the peace on earth. It's peace with our creator. If you've not made that a part of your life, I encourage you, make December 25th, 2022, the special day that you decided to believe on Jesus. Matter of fact, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to, we're, in a moment, we're going to sing one final song, and I want, to, I want to talk a little bit about that song in just a moment and why we're even going to sing it. But before we do, I just feel like there may be some in this room that need that Savior today. And he was born, lived, and died for you, for you. Whether you, well, I didn't believe this before, and I don't know if I've lived a life such a way, and I didn't grow up this way. Listen, none of that matters. What matters is what you just do with this moment right now. I'm gonna pray with you. If you need to pray with me in this moment, I want you to do that. Pray with me, a prayer of just belief on who Jesus is, a decision to follow him with your life. Let's pray together. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you for this season. I thank you for every person that is here. I thank you for every person that's joining us, maybe on a screen somewhere else. And Lord, those of us that need to right now, we ask you, forgive us. Forgive us for our lack of belief. Forgive us for our own, uh, our leaning on our own understanding. 
Forgive us for our, our sin of, of disobedience to you and your word. And today we make a decision to believe on you, to repent, to turn to you and give you our whole life and to live a life that points others to this miraculous gospel that we believe on. In Jesus' name, amen. Now there's something I think that helped these, uh, these shepherds believe. And I gotta be honest, I've read Luke chapter two too many times to count in my life. I mean, I've read this chapter so many times, but this, this Christmas season, there was something that jumped out of me in Luke chapter two that I, I don't know. I mean, I've read it a, many, many times. It just never jumped out of me like it did this time. And it was in uh, verse 13. So this angel comes and is giving these shepherds uh, a message, but then this one angel, as he's giving this message, almost gets interrupted by an army of angels. I don't know if I've ever really seen, noticed this like I, like I did this year. But it says in verse 13, suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts, maybe hundreds, maybe thousands of angels appeared with the one angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those to, on whom his favor rests. It was really the very first Christmas carol. And it was sung by hundreds or thousands or hundreds of thousands of angels there before those shepherds. I'd say that maybe helped them in their belief on what was going on and how important of a moment it was. Maybe that was how music and caroling and praise got so tied to Christmas. Well, there's a song we're getting ready to sing to close out this service, and it's called The First Noel. That song started, um, I mean, it's hundreds and hundreds of years old. The, the structure of the first Noel resembles a medieval French epic poem. Most of the time, those poems would have been set to music, but it was never recorded for hundreds of years, never written down. It was passed on by oral tradition, and so people would recite it or perhaps sing it. The word Noel is French. It does come from a Latin word that kind of means birthday amongst other uh, parts of that meaning. But the word Noel came on to mean that the day a Savior was born. It's Jesus is born. That's what the word Noel means. So thus the song is about a, a crier. It's about a messenger. It's about an angel who's spreading the word of the first Noel, the, the very first birthday of a savior. And at the beginning of the 19th century, um, there were a couple of, of men who were both instrumental, who both felt like the celebration of Christmas was starting to wane. Like just nobody was really making very much of a deal about it. Um, nobody maybe was singing these poems like they had before. And so there was two men, Davies Gilbert is one of them, William Sandys is the other. And both within about a 10-year window, they both published Christmas works. They both published books. One was Gilbert's, Gilbert's was called Some Ancient Christmas Carols. That was in 1823. And then 10 years later, William Sandys, uh, he, he um, pr produced and, and uh, had a, a book called Christmas Carols Ancient and Modern. And in both of these books, they wrote some scriptures and wrote some thoughts on Christmas, but they included the Christmas carols. For the first time, a lot of these Christmas carols were published, and it was for sure the first time that the first Noel had been published, and it started a revival 
of celebrating Christmas. Because these books could be uh, read and these songs could be sung, it just started that, that, that more and more celebrations started to happen. In England, especially at that time in the Methodist church, they really started having more and more uh, Christmas celebrations and in the streets and in the churches. And it was largely due to that, uh, the, a song like the First Noel being published. It was such an important part of all of that movement that by 1918, they were gonna have their very first nine lessons and carols in Cambridge. Has anybody ever heard of that before, the nine lessons and carols in Cambridge? It's an annual uh, service that still happens uh, to this day, been going on for nearly a, a hundred years, and it's usually broadcast in a lot of parts of the world. Um, I think it's probably on the BBC network, probably last night or today or tonight or something, uh, but it's still, I think, going. But the very first Cambridge uh, service that they had, nine lessons and carols, the very last song of the night was the first Noel. And um, it's gonna be the very last song that we do today in this service. Because of the power of the lyrics of this song and because this song was used to increase, to rekindle a spirit of Christmas. And I'm gonna pray that in this moment that that song does that for us. That maybe we can focus on the lyrics of this song and it would rekindle in us the true meaning of Christmas. Maybe we've fallen into the trap of the commercialization. Maybe we've fallen into the trap of the busyness. Hey, let's take three minutes and let's get our hearts, our minds, our spirits back to what this all means. It all goes back to that very first Christmas, that very first Noel. I hope you enjoyed listening to the Faith Assembly podcast. Thank you for joining us in pursuit of growing closer to Christ. Stay tuned for more messages released every week. God bless.